Welcome to Guest of the Year. I'm the host. My name's Mike. This week on the show, we had Graham Lush and Brian Lush. I uh, went up to Marin to chat with them, and that video is on YouTube, but I also want to include a podcast version here. They guest years and talked a little bit about, I mean, everything Grateful Dead, but especially their festival, the Terrapin Crossroads Festival Sunday Daydream, which is on August 27th at Stafford Lake Park in Nevada, California. It's featuring um, Phil Lush and the Terrapin All-Stars, Melvin Seals and JGB, Nikki Bloom, Scott Law, Ross James, Moon Alice. I will be there uh, walking around the crowd having people guess years. It just seems like it's going to be a, a great occasion. So the game is I play five songs for them, and the idea is they want to be 10 years off in aggregate or less. And if they uh, they do that, then they get Play Dead t-shirts. Thank you so much to Play Dead, who make officially licensed Grateful Dead t-shirts. Play Dead is a collaboration between uh, Mason Warner and Jeremy Dean. We appreciate Play Dead as always. Their link is in the bio as well, as, as is the YouTube video link. But yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back next week with the tr- Tournament of Champions. All right, without further ado, The Grateful Dead. When they come to take you down When they bring that wake up round When they come to call on you And bring your poor body down Just one thing I Okay, I have thoughts. Yeah, what are your thoughts? thoughts? First instinct was like early 90s. Pretty sure I heard Brent. Definitely Brent, and it's uh, like it's not so slow that it would be like near the end, you know? It's like kind of still got a little little jazz to it. Yeah, Um, I was I like that tempo. Yeah, that was a good that was a good one. Yeah, Um, I've. I mean, I would go like 91-ish, but that's kind of a random guess. I want to go like 89-ish. You think it's 89? I don't know. Wasn't, I think that's, you know, it's my birthday year. Yeah, actually. it is. That's a good, that's a good year. Yeah, it was a good you year. You want to split the difference maybe? 90. 90? We could do that. Let's do yeah. 90. Final answer? I don't know. Final answer. 90. Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one. All right, it was... Sugary at UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois, on April 11th, 1987. 87. Okay. Okay, not bad. Only three points there. (laughs) Three points. (laughs) It's a double bogey, right? So. Man, 87. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before that, they weren't doing some of the like ooze um, in the background vocals, like in the in the pre-chorus. But once we yeah, once we got to the chorus and the on the shake it's you could hear hear Brent on the high the high thing. Also the organ. How did you feel about the the slower sugary Brent? Sugary is one of those songs that like if it's it can be slow and great, you know. Yeah. I, actually if it go, if you go too fast on that, I think you you can kind of push it too much. But there is there is a there's a sweet spot there. And if you're going sl- if you're going really slow, you got to kind of like 
yeah you got to own it a little bit and also just like having played it a bunch like it can really easily get into like everyone take their turn and like build 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 drop yeah it it doesn't really matter about the tempo it's just like everyone gets their chance to do the that was one of the sugary yeah when when dad was doing i guess after the queue and there was all these kind of you know it was like chris robinson and jackie Jackie, all these guys are gonna play and they're incredible or yeah even warren and warren yeah they all but they'd all kind of do sugary it was like there and it was like everyone would kind of like it was their chance their chance to really kill it and it was like okay i'm gonna let loose on this one yeah it was like everyone kind of picked that as their like showstopper thing it's a great song to go hard on yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're playing guitar it is a lot of fun it's easy and fun oh it's easy yeah yeah kind i mean it's it's just it's It's, only a couple of chords it's a a simple progression and uh it's got a clear melody and you can kind of do you can kind of take it wherever you want um so you kind of can play mindlessly, I guess, and mm. you can just kind of go for it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people tend to do that, which is great. It makes it, makes it. Yeah. Fun. Sunshine daydream. Walk you in the tall trees. Going where the wind goes. They're blooming, they're blooming like a red rose. So come on over, sweet there. Light out wing and I walk you in the morning sunshine. Sunshine daydream. Sunshine daydream. letting bob do his thing yeah so to me that i didn't i didn't hear a second drum that sounded just yeah. like like bill Which and puts it pretty and donna specifically in what 72 to yeah. early 75 yeah i listened to a decent amount of like 72s okay i like that year the the one from Vanita. i think it's a pretty obvious pick but I think that's a lot of people's favorite shows. The uh, the Sunshine Daydream. Yeah. That doesn't sound like that. The sugar mag from that, but um See if we were if we were smart, what we'd do is we'd map it and we'd go kinda in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So we just don't limit our you know what I mean? Like yeah. limit our points just I mean, in case. It is, it is game we're gamifying. Yeah, yeah. You gotta play the game. You wanna let's do seventy three just to like yeah. hedge our bets? Let's do it. Final answer? Yeah. Final answer. Seventy three. Three, two, one. All right, it was Sunshine Daydream at Boston Garden on June 28, 1974. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. Only one point. That's good. We're That's doing pretty good, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm happy with that. I had a little 74 in the back of my head, but <laughs> yeah, I, sure, I, I, didn't sure, push, yeah. I didn't push sure it. Sure he did, yeah. yeah. I played Sunshine Daydream because you guys have the yeah. festival Sunday Daydream yes. uh, on uh, August 27th. We do. And uh, in addition to the you know Terrapin All-Stars, you have Melvin Seals and JGB. And then with the uh, All-Stars, you have Taylor and Griffin from Dawes, 
and Trevor and Lee. Yeah. Yeah, and Trevor and Lee, and then uh, Natalie James and uh, Jennifer Hartswick. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So how did uh, I know? Obviously, Terrapin Crossroads is closed down. How did Sunday Daydream start, Brian? It really came out of that. I mean, we were yeah. Terrapin closed in what end of twenty twenty one. You know, just kind of smack dab in the middle of COVID. Um, and w- we had always been talking about, like, how can we kind of get the community back together? How can we do some more stuff? You know, the the, the building wasn't really an option anymore. Um, but, you know, I always loved the – there was a little park attached. Um, and it was, like, always a great time to, like, on a Sunday, nice day, there we'd, we'd do some music out there. Yeah. But, you know, parents would bring their kids and they'd run around, they'd have a beer, people would come dance. It was just like a very fun, awesome time. And so we were kicking around ideas. We just were having conversations and it yeah. kind of grew out of that. Like, what if we did that on a bigger scale, you know, invited a bunch of people, tried to get the community back together. And Dawes is kind of like the yeah. featured kind of guest component. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. Yeah, uh, we're big fans. You were I loved Dawes before. before. Yeah, way I back in the day. Were. I got into them in college. It was like them and Deer Tick and Delta Spirit. They were like a whole scene. And those guys actually did Middle Brother. That They're kind of super yeah, group. Yeah, that's and, right. But yeah, my, my buddy Scott got me into that whole scene. And I just, I loved Dawes. That was when they kind of put out their first albums. Yeah. Um, and they... And you hooked up with them later. You guys were playing. Yeah. So um, Phil and Friends did a bunch of uh, Willie Nelson's Outlaw Music Fests in 2018 and 19. And I didn't do all of them, but Dawes was on one of them. And I, I know my dad like watched their set. Uh, our buddy Jason Crosby, the keyboard player, is a good friend of theirs and and like was like, Phil, you should check these guys out. Then recently we've been playing with uh, with Jen and Natalie and James from Trey's band yeah. a bunch, and they're just like all three of them are just like literally the bet three best musicians like I think <laughs> I've ever met. They're like kind of crazy. They all sing. They're they're the best. But everyone who's seen Trey in the last fifteen years knows that. So, so how do you go from like I like these musicians to like I think they would be able to play all these Grateful Dead songs? Great question. Um, it tends to be that folks reach out in a way, like I think, or there's some connection and they, they kind of know the music. I think it's probably hard to just like jump in if you've never heard yeah. the, the dead before. But what we've been play, finding but. is that everyone is a deadhead <laughs> secretly. <laughs> and honestly, um, for me, I have a, um, I'm, I'm just there to be the fill translator and the like, Ooh sort of like tie everything together like if me and molo are in the band and we know everything then it does like then we can kind of get a little crazier with everyone else that's in the band if we're like the rhythm holding things down or me and jason crosby then we can uh you have a shared language yeah exactly we can be the foundation and then let the like more you know i don't know um people who maybe aren't as familiar who haven't done the gig as often. Well, that lets them put their spin on it and bring something of their own to it, right? And they don't need to be the ones that know the lick or know the the rhythm. Exactly. They can fit in on top of that. Is that stressful, like hosting the proverbial party? It can be, but honestly, it's just really fun because everyone is such monster musicians. It's just like, it's going to work out, you know? It's worked out for almost 60 years now, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
gravity fails and your negativity won't pull you through. Don't you put on any L's when you're down on Newport Avenue. Got some hungry creatures there, and they'll surely make a mess out of you. Thanks a lot. they are twisted and my tentacles are all in a knot. I don't even have the strength to get up and crawl across the floor to take another shot. And my best friend, my doctor, won't even tell me what it was that I dropped. Ooh. I'm guessing that's pretty late era. Yeah. Like a 94 or something. <laughs> Whatever's happening on those keys were... I, I think Vince played some... Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounded late to me. Um, I mean, even Dad's voice was... Or the voice was a little... Well, he didn't sing for a while. Um and when he did, it was brought some of these songs some in. Hungry women there. Uh, I don't know. I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'm feeling your lead a '94. I think you think '94. Yeah, I would believe that. the The guitar tone was really kind of it was really nice and pure. Yeah, I don't have a specific air with that, except yeah, kind of later. But yeah, I'm honestly I'm a little more lost on this one. So if you okay. feel '94, I'll just I'll roll with you. That's kind of my sense, 94 and 95, okay. honestly. No, 94 is your first thought. I think we yeah. should just go with that. It's like 74 was, but it's like 74. We, we went away from that we went the last away. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, yeah, 94. We got some team infighting happening. Yeah. But hey, part of the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pressure, this is what happens when you get brothers. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, 94. Yeah. Cool. Three, two, one. All right, it was Just Like Tom Thumb's Blues at Boston Garden on September 21st, 1991. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so it had uh, Bruce and Vince in there. I thought, does he, Bruce, that's what I was going to say, because he has the, the little fucking mm, thing, the little Did I hear the uh, accordion, too? There was, like, I, an effect kind of like that. I don't know if it was like an order or an effect or I something. I heard two different keys, which that I figured was just us on someone, yeah. Yeah. you know, one hand on one, but one on the other. But Interesting. Two keyboard players. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. All right, 91. Yeah. 91. Uh, so that puts you guys at seven Six, now. Yep. Oh, seven seven. Point. Seven. What, two Only two songs left. Two songs left. It's come yeah. down to the wire. Yeah. All right, we need a couple good ones, but we can get there. What do you guys think of... Uh, two piano players at the same time is it on the show it's kind of like a, a polarizing topic some people say oh, it's, interesting. it's one too many at times i don't know i can definitely see how it can be polarizing because it's a lot mm. you know so well it's it's no it's there yeah it, it's a different kind of sound usually someone's on like an organ or something that's a little more airy yeah. and breathy which adds like a very specific sound right mm -hmm. it, it fills up that space that um is often unfilled so yeah I think people and honestly i i think with enough I don't know. I, I can just imagine in my head just like stacking the tones, you know, and everything. Jerry's kind of floating over everything. And when Bob plays rhythm, he plays rhythm so differently. Sometimes yeah. you need the like 
more mid-rangey organ sound mm. in addition to yeah. everything to almost act as a guitar and a keyboard at the same time yeah um because you know organs come out of leslie's which are just amplifiers yeah so. um and definitely like thinking at the time like brent that's some pretty big shoes to fill you know he's the longest tenured i, I love brent yeah. personally so um yeah uh i can i can understand why they needed more than one or felt person like they wanted to yeah yeah a couple people in there yeah so you, you said that yeah bob plays an odd or like an unusual rhythm guitar and you've played yeah. with him before what is he doing yeah it's just one of those things where um if you're not if you don't have his brain you're not going to play like him you know he's just such an interesting cat and who just yeah i don't know it's yeah i mean he he's uh, he says it's you know because he's dyslexic and thinks about music differently because of that um and you can definitely hear that i think especially if you like solo his his guitar i mean it's so interesting what he plays oh like the isolated track yeah oh yeah yeah totally um and I've I've done that to try and like figure out what he's doing <laughs> for, um, yeah. and you know you can also hear it in like the songwriting like if um, you know the, to me uh, another hallmark of the Grateful Dead is um, how they just like fit the music and the melody to like the lyrics or, or or I should say they they fit the chords and like the the changes and the timing to the melody. Um, which is usually tied to the lyrics like if it if like traditional training tells you that like it should stay in 4-4 and like complete the bar but like that's not what the melody should sound like to them they just cut off the bar you know and that's why you know people be like oh the songs are complicated or, or weird but if you think about it it just makes perfect sense it's just intuitive and Bob writes like that too um it, like it all makes a sort of sense if you actually break it down plane's a good example of that right yeah i mean that's just in 10 yeah. um but all the all the melodies uh i was thinking of um well jack straw like the verses to that are a little weird there's bars that drop off um like if you actually break it down uh on jerry songs road jimmy is really interesting that yeah. way um, it's all in four, but it's all sixes and twos. Yep. Um, or yeah, estimated profit. It's in seven. It should be really difficult. But the reason it's difficult is because it's all different building blocks of twos and threes. Like the intro is kind of in 14. It's like four, 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 two, or that's how I hear it or how I feel it. And then the verses are actually in seven. So like that eight beat, isn't emphasized in the intro but it is in the verse even though it's the same chord it's like everyone kind of plays the same riffs over it but they like kind of shouldn't that's you know the melody wants to come right back in yeah, and if exactly. you held that for an extra bar it would kind yeah. of feel like Ugh, what yeah. are we doing here right? yeah, yeah just yeah. Or, yeah the extra time? beat yeah it wants to come in there my extra time yeah. come any day don't worry right. about as opposed to bump bottom bottom bump you know that's more a straight thing where you just cut off lop off the last two beats yeah and then like the verses or sorry the choruses are i think it's five and two california 
you know so that's like you can just count them different ways and it's all seven which is weird in and of itself but um you know the different ways that you put together twos and threes which is all that music is twos and threes um there's gonna be a quiz later yeah. <laughs> hope you're ready no i've uh, we're gonna we're gonna it's test great. you now after this exactly it's it's really fun i've i've nerded out with um with O'Teal about this before uh, at that Roots Rock camp that we do. And it's just like, it's so funny, like how he learned it, how, like where he comes from um, and how, you know, my background and how I come to it. And we most of the time come to the same place, but not always. And that's also interesting. And yeah, it's it's really fun to for me to nerd out about some of this stuff. How is O'Teal's approach like compared to your dad's? Um, like when he plays a Dedico, it's not like you'd mistake that for your dad. Though. No, yeah. and I think he's trying to do some of it, sort you know, like, like when we're when we're playing this music, some of it you're trying to like actually play the same licks that mm. are necessary for the song, but uh, most of it you're trying to put your own sound to it. Um, and there's very few like bass licks that are like that, right? That are like yeah, there there are a few that like you have to have those in there for it to be yeah. a song. But I think for the most part, it's like he probably has a lot of freedom to yeah yeah um i I know he's talked about like in the almond brothers i forget which member of the brothers it was but um would always kind of like look at him weird and didn't like him when he would change the chords like like with the bass you can change the root it's like the same chord but which is what dad does all the time and so when he would um he kind of had to like relearn to do that with the Grateful Dead music as opposed to the Allman Brothers. Um, yeah, you know, a different approach, change different the music. Yeah, definitely different approach. But yeah, yeah uh, O'Teal's one of the best. Yeah. I just have one more question about all that funny timing. Yeah. Um, when they were writing all those songs, like 50 years ago or whatever, do you think that was something they did on, like, they were cognizant of? Or it's just like, this is how I want the song to sound. And then it just ended up being in a funny time. I think it's more the latter. Okay. Um, I know like playing came out of jams in 10 and I think they were trying to, you know, they came up with a rhythm uh, that happened to be 10 beats per bar and that's what they did. Um, I know like dad com- through composed like Unbroken Chain and Box of Rain like before it, uh, you know, there were lyrics there were lyrics um mm. to it oh, yeah. so any sort of funny timing in that was like a melodic choice um to me it sounds like when jerry writes stuff he is often it's just all about the melody and that's yeah. why it can be weird i think for people who you know if you think of something like uncle john's band like the timing between where does the time go you know you have to count that out and it sounds so intuitive to us who have listened to it a million times (laughs) but it's it is weird unless you think about it and sometimes a melody will like stay in like a normal four four time um but like, or, or sorry, the music will stay over like a four, four time, but the, like the melody will fall over into the next bar. And so it makes it sound like it is like, it, you know, it is a, a half bar or something like that. And 
that sort of thing uh yeah i don't know it just makes it interesting to me and i think that's what they were go they were after is just like trying to keep it interesting to, to themselves um and, yeah i think yeah. i think again i have no idea but i my guess just from having heard this is that if if they had tried to force just being different you would you would hear it yeah totally you know what i mean and and it, like graham was saying the melodies are so natural it sounds to me like they yeah. they took what was natural and and played I, it and that's how it came out yeah and i think a lot of it um also would come from the lyrics from hunter from yeah from uh, barlow yeah because hunter hunter's not gonna write or barlow's not gonna write like necessarily i mean i know at least hunter would just write lyrics and send them over and then they would yeah. fit that to it and sometimes yeah. if you've got a melody but the words trickle over or something yeah. right and that'll that'll have a big impact and and hunter's lyrics are they just read melodic yeah to me at least um and even ones that haven't been put to music and so that really is like i don't know there's if you're not going to cut a couple words which was big no-no yeah. <laughs> um, then then you're going to have to like make the music fit to how it how it reads and mm. how it can be sung and i think yeah they were really focused on that and in midnight north's new album diamonds in the zodiac you you have uh, robert hunter lyrics yes you just find them you know underneath the cabinet or um <laughs> <laughs> no um Boxing dad actually attic. sent sent it to us uh, a bunch of years ago they were um the song is called jupiter um and there's actually a a set for most of the planets they uh phil and friends in 2001 i was just talking to him about this um they dad composed these i want to say seven uh compositions uh, one for each of the ancient planets um and they all match with the musical mode and key and kind of have a theme and a vibe and so the idea was they they well in 2001, they played each of these jams once um, at different shows. And there was like a backdrop that Candace made and like all the, they had big plans for it. Um, but it turned out they mostly just talked about them later and no one really saw what they were doing in the moment. Uh, but they're really cool compositions. And the idea was that, um, you know, at the time they were, Phil and Friends was writing all this amus uh, original music with Hunter, with, Warren so dad and and Bob were doing all kinds of stuff um and I guess Bob wrote all these lyrics for each planet and some of the the idea was there would be there was like an intro and entrada jam and then you know you'd play each of these you know uh, I think Luna was the first one and then there's Sol for the sun and um Mars and Jupiter and Saturn and Mercury um and so you'd play the jam and then that would go into the song that's in the same key. Um, and none of the songs got written, but the lyrics did. So we had been sent these lyrics a long time ago and I actually wrote Jupiter um, a decent while ago too. It's a beautiful 2018. song. 2018. Beautiful yes. song. Thank you. Brian's on the recording too.
I wasn't sure if I could hear two drums, but I think I did. I thought I did. Yeah, I'm getting a late 70s That's vibe. exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mid to late 70s is what I was thinking. Other than that, I have not a lot of reference there. Yeah. I mean, blink twice if it's 77. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 77? Uh, or 78, yeah, I don't 78? know. 78? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll g I think I think I think we should go 77. Okay. I like 77. This time we're going with your gut. I got final answer. Three, two, one. It was Eyes of the World at Baltimore Civic Center on May 26th, 1977. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That was clutch. Let's go. Baltimore. Dude, we have a chance now. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Hey, we made it to the last one. That's all that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all that win. you really wanted that's us all to do. Win. That's the win. <laughs> no, that was really good. Yeah. Very clutch. Okay. Could have gone 78, but you stuck with 77. Yeah. You got to stick with your gut sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. So on the show, I ask uh, every can, everyone who comes on. We've had like whatever, like 150 people. How they got into the dead. What was yours? Uh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys your had show? no choice. <laughs> New Year's Eve, 1986. You were the the. The family lore is that Graham was three months old at your first show. No, when I went first went on tour. Oh, okay. And I was three. My weeks first show early. was I was I'm December '86, so yeah. my first show was definitely New Year's. Okay. Or Fair the enough. New Year's run of that year. Good shows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. You played a killer eyes, man. <laughs> yeah. Vibing <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, how did you go from like, you know, being aware of it to like, oh, I like this. Well, who said I like it? First? <laughs> yeah, that's number one. Um, well, we both started playing music. Um, yeah. Probably in high school era, maybe before. And, you know, it was just kind of, I mean, we we definitely had our own musical taste, but, um, you know, it was impossible not to kind of learn it and know it and, and play it a little bit. Um, but, I mean, I didn't really play it until, until Terrapin opened, and I was, you know, we were playing... We learned a bunch for uh, when we first went to the barn. Yeah, that's true. Because we that's played true. at the barn with my dad. Um, yeah, we were pretty young, but we were, we were doing yeah. that. So we that was 2010, so yeah. we learned a bunch of songs then. Um, I learned so much of this music from listening to The Cue. Like, yeah. I like learned guitar listening to Warren and Jimmy. Yeah. I was trying to cop yeah, their true. licks and not Jerry's, you yeah. know? Mm. Um, in 2015, we did the... At Terrapin, we did... Um, my or Phil and friends did um, a show recreating the set list from every one from every year uh, of the thirty years of the the dead. <laughs> it did not. Uh, it it took more than a year for us to do to schedule all those shows, uh, but I was the Bob for most of them in in the the group. Um, not all of them. Uh, Stu, I think Stu Allen was the only other person who did all of them. Um, but yes, super fun. And that was definitely a time when I would like, we'd have to dig through each, each time. It was so funny. Dad would be like, well, how did they do it then? And we'd be like, you mean, how did we do it? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I wonder how good he would be at this game. That's yeah. how, that's what that makes me think of. <laughs> he'd either be really good or really bad. Yeah. I think that's really, <laughs> no, he'd, he'd probably, I'm sure he'd be good. Yeah. Okay, okay. You, you guys are at seven points. Um, so you have three points to play with for the last song. If yeah. we get exactly 10, do we win? Or is yeah. that, okay, ten so or we under. can get 10, ten or under. Ten yeah, or yeah. Under. Okay. you get the, the Play Dead shirts. Okay, I want these shirts, let's go. Okay, let's play it.
precious. I really want you to play like an American Jubilee song from like 2012. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to name yeah. that year. <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, a Taylor Swift song. I, I went to Eras recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was that? It was so fucking good. Really? Oh my God. I was in an LA show just this last weekend. No yeah. way. Yeah. I've never been more interested in Taylor Swift in my life and I don't know why. There was a lot of uh, 30-something men at the show. For sure. Um, I think that has to do, one, with um, the sort of musical leaps that she's taken, right? I mean, she it was, it was pop country, and then it was pop, and then it kind of just became its own thing. And I think you can look back at the earlier stages and, and like, see those, the, the actual musicality in a lot of the pop songs. But I think maybe the veneer of that turned a lot of people off. Um, Whereas, like, now getting into more, you know, working with Aaron Desner and some of these, like, kind of in incredible people with Justin Vernon and stuff, um, that is easier to hear for, like, people like us who maybe wouldn't be, you know, otherwise into that. Um, but I think also at a certain point, I don't know, I think I think people kind of are craving, like, something that everyone can, like... Yeah, that's there's a monoculture thing that... Because it's it's been gone for so long. Like, we used to have it back in, yeah. I don't know, the last time we had a monoculture. But she's really the first thing to come along in a while. It, especially <laughs> in music. Yeah, that, and like, I think that's everyone... cool. I think people love loving the same thing. You know, it's yeah. nice to have a shared language of that, um, which, tying it back, like, that's yeah. the dead is for a lot of people, right? It's yeah. a shared yeah. language. But she is that for a lot of, and we were talking about it's like Beatlemania kind of, right? It's like yeah. people just like to be well, a part you were, of it. Yeah, you were saying mm. like just like the, the young people. The energy of the young people was like, yeah. holy shit. didn't hear mickey i don't think yeah which is it's hard to tell but 72 to again, 75 rain, yeah or end of 75 which i guess maybe i'm guessing it's got to be 71 or 72 yeah. i guess it could be a 73 4 that was a rare, very interesting intro that i don't remember hearing before. yeah that's true too the um which makes me think it's not right after because I've heard some from right after yeah. it came out that where they're like really well it didn't sound like they remembered it very exactly. well to be yeah. honest so maybe that was that would put us later if it's like after because yeah. you know you learn the song you do the thing something like that I don't know, that's that's risky though seventy I would do like seventy four seventy three seventy three is like a nice safe round number in the middle yeah that we could like win our shirts with <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We really need these dead shirts. That's what I'm we saying. haven't. We have no dead shirts. We don't. It's we not don't. True. It's not true. We have lots of dead shirts. Um, <laughs> we have lots of band shirts of all kinds. But not these two dead shirts. Not it's these two. True. And we didn't win those. We were 
given them yeah. like a bunch of shit. You're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, totally. Like stuffed animal at a fair. It's exactly. better when you it's win. It's better when you win it. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, I'm gonna say 73, okay. but I'm open to a 74. If you feel strongly about a 74. There is something about the the lyrical uh, flubs that give me a they haven't done this in haven't a while. Haven't done this in a while. That's what I was thinking. Vibe, yeah. But I think that could be either year. So yeah, I don't I think it I think seventy three mm-hmm. will give you that just as much yeah. as seventy four. Yeah. You choose. Let's do seventy three. Seventy three. Lock it in. Three, two, one. It was Box of Rain at Kezar Stadium in San Francisco, California on May 26th, 1973. Dude, <laughs> wow, what a way to finish. Girls. Oh, my God. Nice work, fellas. Yeah. Dude. All right. Ryan. You won the game. Coming I, in hot down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. Dude, back yeah. really back. good. Back yeah. to back. A couple shutouts there. Yeah. Saved the game, you know. Whew. Whew. All right. Feeling good now. Yeah. Congrats, guys. Thank nice work. Uh, played Ed shirts coming at you. Shout out. I'll be honest, we were nervous. Yeah. We oh, did yeah. not Extremely. Think, I was worried about like a Whew. decade off kind of yeah. situation happening. Like uh, I don't know. I thought about it. I feel like we, we would have been good. There's enough like markers yeah, the, you, in you, each. If you yeah. can hear a couple markers and you can just pick those out, yeah. you're not going to be too far. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us. Yeah, I, I am good. too. Dude, yeah, seven years good. off on five songs. I mean, that's like. That's true. When yeah. you say it like that, it's pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for doing it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for coming. Thank man. you for yeah, having us. It. This is a fun game. Yeah. And the Sunday Daydream, uh, August 27th. Yes. August 27th. Yeah, please. Stafford Lake Park. Stafford Lake in Park. In Nevada, California. Go to terrapincrossroads.com. Dot net. Dot net. Wow, I should know that. <laughs> Google uh, Terrapin Crossroads. Yeah. Terrapin All-Stars and Melvin Seals and JGB. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nikki Bloom, Ross James, Scott Law, Moon, Moon Alice. Alice will be there. San Geronimo. We're going to two stages. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. Shit, I'm very, I'm, I'll be there. Some as special well. guests that you can probably guess, but oh, who aren't on the <laughs> we'll see. Stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be there. You're awesome. gonna be there. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. be there. Yeah. So if you want to guess some guess some tunes, if you want to guess some tunes, find me there at uh, Sunday Daydream. I'll be bopping around the crowd with. Uh, I want you to ask Ross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. We should set that up. Yeah. No warning, though. Yeah. Just ambush. Just ambush. You know him. who would be really good though is Griff from Dawes. Oh, really? I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet he'd be really good. Uh, all right. Thanks, fellas. Thank you so much to uh, Graham Lush and Brian Lush. So cool of them to make time for Guest of the Year. Again, Sunday Daydream is on August 27th at Stafford Lake Park in Novato, California. Phil Lush and Terrapin All-Stars, Melvin Seals and JGB. Two stages, host of other acts, a lot of cool stuff. Come out. I will see you there. Thank you again to Play Dad for putting up the prize pack. Thank you to Dylan for drawing the posters. Thank you to the tapers whose recordings made the show possible. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to Graham and uh, Ryan for playing. And remember, it's all one song anyway. And I bid you good night. Good night. Good night. And I bid you good night. Good night. Good night.